0: All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BYB 22 Rocky Mountain Brawl, and that transpires on December the 2nd. We've got that lightweight championship being defended, and it's quite the trilogy affair as Monica Medina and Patty Juarez enter the mighty Trigon, and great Heaven Monica on the show. How's your day going there, Monica?
1: Oh, so far so good. Haven't left the house yet today. <laughs> uh, just hanging out here this morning.
0: Yeah, that's my idea of a good day also but you know talking about homes i saw you had a post a bit ago talking about how on december 2nd you're gonna travel to Patty's hometown and end the trilogy once and for all i mean i imagine you're very motivated in general but is there a little extra something when you're the away player quote unquote and you're kind of stepping onto someone else's turf there um yeah yeah there's
1: there's a little bit more you know um uh... I'm I'm super motivated no matter where it's at, um, but I'm excited to end this in her hometown. You know, I think that maybe her fans and maybe she thinks that she has an advantage being at home, but uh, she has none.
0: And I was you know saying from the top quite the impressive trilogy fight, so I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on a few of them because you guys had that initial fight at BYB 10 Biloxi Brawl in May of last year and. Yeah, split decision, so very closely contested fight. Like what were your main takeaways from the first fight, I suppose?
1: Um, you know, that that first fight obviously was controversial and, you know, I still think I wanted um that was my first time ever boxing, like period. I've been MMA, jiu-jitsu girl. Um, so I took away from that fight honestly that I fell in love with the sport of bare knuckle boxing and that I was a tough SOB. Um, you know, I went into that fight confident in myself a little bit but just unsure you know how anything was gonna go like I said never boxed um but I took away from that fight that I was a I was a bad bitch
0: and I mean you said it there it's just so interesting because I feel like if someone were to say take in your last bare knuckle fight for instance I think they would imagine you had like a very strong striking foundation for a while as opposed to you know, the jujitsu, you know, base and everything like that. Can you speak to, I guess, the rapid rate of development you've had in Bare Knuckle? Because it seems like you're really taking to it quite well.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, yeah, I came from jujitsu. You know, all my MMA fights were always like, I take it to the ground. That's where I would uh, beat him up at. You know, I'm a three-strike brown belt in jujitsu. Um, and literally, that fight, that first fight that I had with her, I think it was like three months, maybe two and a half months before that fight when Mel hit me up about that fight, and that was when I literally said, okay, no more jujitsu, no more MMA, and started focusing on boxing, and, you know, they say boxing's in the blood, I really believe it's in the blood, my dad boxed, and my brother boxed um, in Puerto Rico, and in in, uh, Philadelphia, so I think it literally is in my blood, and just from that first fight, I was like, I'm in love with this, this is what I'm going to do, and uh, I, I think I've gotten pretty good pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, as evidenced by the fact that you're, you know, currently the BYB champion, and that leads me into the second Patti Juarez fight you guys threw down at BYB 20 in September. Like, what were your main takeaways from that fight? Because you ended up getting that unanimous decision distinction at the end.
1: Yeah, I uh, went into that fight thinking, you know, I was going to finish her. I wanted to finish her, but, God, I love fighting so much, and I had so much fun just, you know, picking my shots I learned to slow down. Like, the first fight with her, I was just, like, all out, brawling, you know, just whatever, taking punches that I shouldn't have took. Um, And I've learned to slow down. Um, And in that fight was the first fight that I did not injure my hands at all. Um, So I've gotten smarter with, you know, where I'm landing my punches at. And um, I've watched that fight so many times, me and my coach have broke it down. And I know exactly what she's going to do when I do something, and she's going to pay for it as much.
0: And you were kind of, I, I mean, I guess the wording maybe I misconstrued. I imagine you're looking for this every fight, though. Like, do you foresee this one ending inside the distance, being that the first two fights went to the judges' scorecards?
1: Um, you know, I believe that I'm going to stop her in this fight. I, I really believe that I'm going to stop her. Um, this is a quick turnaround, obviously, you know, from September to December. Um, so I haven't even gotten out of training camp at all. You know, I had no injuries. All I had was a little black eye from that fight. So the next week I was right back in the gym, right back sparring. Um, and we've, like I said, we've studied the fight. We've picked it apart. And I know exactly what to do when she reacts the way she's going to react. Um, she did it the entire fight. So I know what to do, and, and I do believe that I'll finish her. Um, but, you know, everything's not guaranteed. No matter what happens, if it goes the distance, um, I'm going to win regardless. But I, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to I'm going to. Uh, not necessarily get a KO, but it could be a TKO, Dr. Stoppage, but I believe I'm on a finisher.
0: And is there a certain excitement to maybe, I guess, putting the series behind you in a sense, like having some definitive sort of ending to everything with this being the rubber match, and then maybe facing like a newer crop of contenders thereafter?
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, it's cool to have the trilogy fight and all that, but i'm I'm excited to you know get that behind me and and to fight some new people you know um get this division going you know honestly even dropping down to 125 and uh and taking on whatever girls they have at 125 um that's my natural weight class anyway so i'm definitely excited to finish this and then uh see what we have uh for the future
0: that's interesting so some champ champ aspirations for you in byb extreme
1: yes yes that's what i told them i was like after i uh I put an end to patty here um i'd like to uh drop down to 25 and uh let's get some belts out there champ
0: champ i mean i love hearing that and i guess just curious to kind of pull back to something you were talking about before just you were talking about how like your last patty fight was a fight where you minimized the damage to the hands and you were putting that out there in the context of learning the game a little bit more i'm curious like is a lot of your journey with bare knuckle essentially a lot of like on the job training do you curate your camp in a certain way to I guess grow as a bare knuckle fighter and everything like that I guess I'm kind of curious as to all of that there is it something that's mostly like on the job learning in a certain sense or can you I guess really find a way to curate the preparations for bare knuckle and have those improvements
1: um, I feel like it's a lot of on-the-job learning, honestly, for me. Um, and bare-knuckle's still so new, you know. Like, I'm learning it. My coach is learning it. Um, but he seems to have a very good sense of, of you know, this bare-knuckle stuff. And uh, um, I've recently actually started back at the gym where uh, Alan Belcher's training out out, out of, too. So um, I have him, you know, to pick his brain on the bare-knuckle stuff as well, on the boxing stuff. But for me, it literally is on-the-job learning, you know. I, I like to spar a lot. Um, I spar with really tiny gloves on, get it as close to, you know, bare knuckles as possible. And uh, that, that's kind of how we learn.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, mentioning Alan Belcher and just that camp there, it seems like there's so many great individuals there, both in bare knuckle boxing and, you know, bare knuckle MMA, which I've also noticed you were involved in. Like, I saw you had a post shouting out, mike sanford a little bit ago can you talk to i guess how beneficial that is because i mean working with people who've you know like yourself fought under that game bred bare knuckle banner former you know bkfc champion and alan belcher and everything i think there'd be so much great knowledge to be had there you're doing great things too and yeah
1: yeah yeah it's awesome like i when i started uh training and, and fighting back in 2014 um that's where i started was with alan belcher and mike sanford mike sanford was actually my kids uh Jiu-Jitsu coach at the time um and then I kind of ventured off and started doing my own thing um and then I found Eric Graham in Hattiesburg um so now I've got Eric Graham and now I'm back associated with Mike Sanford and Allen again so I have all of these great coaches and they have a lot of great fighters over there you know um at American Top Team here with uh, Allen and them so it's been really nice I have you know my Killer B guys over here who are amazing and then I have for this this camp right here i've got alan and them in my corner as well
0: so uh petty's and Petties in some big trouble you know you seem like you have a great group behind you like you said you know Graham mma slash killer bees and alan belcher's team i mean just great stuff but i did mention the you know bare knuckle mma a bit and obviously not to detract from focusing on this huge trilogy fight you have there but it seemed like you were able to create a certain amount of history with like you know bare knuckle mma just in as far as being in that first ever women's bare knuckle mma fight and holding as many fights as you do for the women in bare knuckle mma is that something that would still be on the radar in the future i mean i imagine you have a lot to do in bare knuckle boxing as you were kind of talking about some of the goals you have but is bare knuckle mma something that could be on the radar down the line i suppose uh you
1: know it's very possible it's very possible um i've i've been uh, Dean tool and them about letting me fight a uh, pro Gonzalez and very MMA. MMA. they hit me up one time about it and I was like let's do it and then it never happened and if they offered me that fight and they offered me the money that you know that they like to pay I would definitely do it um, I'm 39 now just had a birthday so um, you know training MMA is a lot different than training boxing you know there's there's a lot more to it so it's a lot more on the body Um, and I feel young. Like I said, I'm 39, but I do feel young, but not going to lie. Um, it, the training is a little strenuous. So if they offered me the right person, and honestly, for me, I don't know why I want to fight Pearl Gonzalez. I just do. Um, so if they ever listen to this, they know I want to fight Pearl. If they offer me her, I would absolutely, uh, get back into the MMA.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, a former UFC participant and someone who definitely has a certain amount of, I guess, notoriety or cachet, however you want to phrase it. So that makes sense. Yeah.
1: But I, I love the, I love Bare Knuckle Boxing. You know, this, this is my thing. So, like I said, MMA, it would just have to be the right person, you know, the right amount of money, and I, I would do it. Um, but I'm definitely, my heart is definitely set on uh, BYB right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Doing great things and, the mighty trigon and whenever i talk to fighters i kind of like to get some insights into the nickname i like how your nickname is phenomena mom like where did that all come from i mean based on you know checking out your social media it seems like you're a very involved mother and everything like that which is great but i guess who gave you the moniker to start with and all
1: <laughs> so my son he's 21 now um he started training jiu-jitsu when he was eight and uh like from the first day he was just like amazing at it and uh, started competing all over the country and he got the nickname Little Phenom and uh, he was training for a few years and I was actually like almost 200 pounds sitting on the sidelines and uh, you know one day decided you know, my kids are doing this I need to get myself in shape so I started training at the gym you know doing jiu jitsu doing fitness kickboxing and stuff and about a year into it I had lost 50 pounds and they convinced me to start training MMA with one of the girls that was training and like four months later it was like hey you want to take a fight And one of my friends, she's actually still my great friend to this day, she was like, you have to have a nickname if you're going to fight. And they were like, well, you're Little Phenom's mom. And literally the next day they were like, we got it. Phenomenal mom. And it's just been that ever since. Thanks to my son.
0: I mean, that's such a great backstory. I love to hear that. Is your son still involved in martial arts? Like he talked about how often he was competing. Is he still out there actively doing that or maybe in like, Post-secondary, like doing something schooling-wise, or maybe a trade or something. Like, what's he getting up to?
1: He's uh, he's down in Florida living. He works uh, in the oil field um, right now, but he does uh, train jujitsu. Um, he doesn't do it as much as he he used to. He tells me, but he, he does go and still does. He still does jujitsu. He did like one kickboxing fight, and uh, he said that that just wasn't for him. Um, he's he's a jujitsu kid, so. He gets in there, not as much as he wants to, but he he definitely does still do some jujitsu.
0: Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, you had a great jujitsu base and are succeeding in bare knuckle. Maybe we see another, you know, individual from the fam knuckling up and whatnot and throwing down.
1: <laughs> I wish. I would love to see him do it.
0: Yeah, maybe we can get you both on a card together. I feel like that would be cool.
1: He's a bad little motherfucker too. <laughs> tell you to this day I'm like oh my god he's 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 a badass he, he inspires me for sure well
0: that's incredible to hear I love hearing stuff like that it just speaks to how powerful you know family is and those sort of connections but I really appreciate you making some time to you know come on the show Monica this is a really huge fight and one I've been intrigued about for quite a while so great that you were able to you know, give me some of your time, but you know, curious if maybe there's a final parting thought you might want to add as we're kind of wrapping things up here though.
1: No, man, I'm just excited. You know, we got less than three weeks to go. I'm excited to get up there. I think people are thinking, you know, maybe getting me up to elevation is gonna, is gonna change it. But, uh, I'm excited to go out there and show everybody that I'm the champ for a reason at 135. And then I'm going to go ahead and finish Patty. And then I'm gonna move down to 125. Uh, I'm gonna take some belts there. And then, uh, All these girls can can come bring
0: it. I was going to say some great goals in the future laid out, but the next chapter in this story unfurling on December 2nd, and just really excited to see this Patty Juarez rubber match for the lightweight title. Definitely a great fight at BYB 22 Rocky Mountain Brawl. But to reiterate, thank you for coming on the show and talking, Monica. You have a great rest of your day, and looking forward to checking out this fight when it goes down. Yes,
1: sir. Thank you.